Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Welcome to Politics and Right on KPFT, 90.1 FM, Houston, Texas. I'm here today with Tyler Blunt and Dennis Kossoff. We're going to start out today with uh, Dennis Kossoff, who is a registered nurse at a hospital in Chicago. He's going to give us all that information about how bad COVID is and the, the, the things that we're doing that we should do better. And Tyler Blunt is a conservative. We're going to have a conversation, a black conservative, uh, and it's going to be an interesting conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to like it. Folks, please remember to call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. And help us out here at KPFT to keep this stuff on air. Likewise, go to kpft.org, kpft.org, and provide whatever assistance you have to give us a, to allow us to continue doing all this that we're doing. Progressive media, in the case of politics done right, independent media throughout Southeast Texas and the Houston metropolitan area. Well, let's get busy. You know, we talk a whole lot about this pandemic. We know what's happening in the field. But you know who are the only people that really understand what's going on? Those are our registered nurses. Those are our janitors who are taking care of the floors and making sure things are clean. Those are the doctors that are in the first place taking care of those to make sure we are all healthy. I saw Dennis Kassath. I hope I said that right. That's uh, fine. Great. I saw him on MSNBC. And he was relaying the story about what was happening at his hospital, his hospital being uh, Provident Hospital in Chicago. Uh, welcome aboard, Dennis Kassad. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm a little, it's a little bittersweet, actually, because tomorrow is going to be my last day at Provident. They are cutting the budget. They're reducing staff. And so tomorrow's going to be my last, doing my last shift at Provident. I've been a nurse for, for 13 years. I've been in the county system, which is the public health safety net system in, in Cook County, in Chicago for, uh, I don't know, 11, 11 of those years. And for the last three, I've been at Provident. So it's a little sad to, a little sad for me tomorrow. Okay. I tell you what, I want to get into that part of the discussion because I think that yeah. is going to ultimately be the most important part about it. Uh, but what I want to do, first of all, is for you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little sure. bit about who is Dennis. We want to know who are these people that are always out there on the front line that risk their lives, as a lot of us play patty pake with wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I've been, um, I've been a nurse for about 13 years. Uh, it's, it was a second career for me in the sense I've worked in other, basically other kind of odd jobs. But a while ago, I worked as a nursing assistant. I really loved that work. I was able to take care of people, make a difference in people's lives. I really loved it. It was working for a state um, system in Wisconsin for people with developmental dis disabilities. Uh, the downside of the job, though, is that the pay was just terrible. And that was one thing that I learned in this thing is that when you take care of humans, that is not valued in our society. I think I was making like, this is in 1998 or so, I was making maybe $6 and 20 some cents an hour taking care of human beings. And I did that for, for some months, maybe five or six months. And it was, the work was really hard in the sense that I worked the night shift, but they were so short staffed, they would force me to work the day. So I'd be up all night and they're like, oh, you're going to work another eight hours from seven until three. And after a few days of doing that, I was like, look, I, gotta, I can't do this anymore. And I went over to UPS and I was making $2 more an hour stepping on boxes. And so that to me was like a, one of the first lessons I learned in how healthcare is delivered in this country and how it's, uh, it's about money and it's not about what people need. And so then I did, I did work at UPS for a number of years and that, then I left that and became a nurse and I've been doing that for the last 13 years. 
Well, I mean, I, great. I saw an interview that you gave, uh, actually a very passionate interview that you gave on MSNBC, uh, just asking people to mask up, asking people to do what's necessary. And right. uh, one, of the, one of the reasons that I really wanted to talk to you is th- that you said something that is dear to my heart. And that is, here you are a registered nurse, but you know that there are times that you have to go on the line outside to protest and say, you know what, right. we, need to be, we need to take care of human beings better. And not only that, but we also need to make sure that uh, we have the resources that are out there. That's right. The job done. So tell me a little bit about how is, what's the state of uh, the, the pandemic in, in your vicinity, in your part of uh, Chicago? Yeah. I mean, in Chicago, it's really awful. Um, the, the positivity rate is very high. The death rate has been very high. Um, it's, it's, it's rough for, for people who work in hostels right now. Like I constantly talk to coworkers who are short staffed, like they don't have enough beds. They don't have enough ICU rooms. They don't have enough uh, med surge beds to hold the patients and, and they're really sick. And the thing is, is that coronavirus has shown a spotlight. It's, it's like a stress test. I mean, people know what stress tests are. If you have like chest pain, you want to go on to, you want to go to the doctor, they figure out, they say, what we're going to do is we'll walk, we'll walk in a treadmill. We're going to see, we're going to stress your heart out and see if it still works the way it's supposed to be working. So coronavirus is a stress test happening in our health system. And it's exposed how broken our health system. And in particular, how broken it is for, for BIPOC people, for people of color, for African-Americans in Chicago. I mean, they make up about 30% of the population, but they are 70%, 60 to 70% of deaths. Latinx people, Latino and Latina uh, people make up about the same, about 30% of Chicago's population, but it's double that when it comes to positivity rates. And it's, it's wrecking havoc upon our communities of color. And, and it's exposing decades-old healthcare inequities that have existed in the city for so long. Chicago actually has one of the worst gaps in life expectancy in the entire country. Uh, Englewood, which is on the near south side of Chicago, the average life expectancy there uh, is 60. It's predominantly African-American. It's a poor neighborhood. Just eight miles away up in Streeterville, very rich, very white neighborhood, 90. This richest, the third largest city in the, in the richest country of humanity has a 30 year life gap. And this was before coronavirus. And so that's, we're seeing the devastating impact of this coronavirus on a system which has not cared for, for people who work for a living and especially not cared for people of color in this country for very long. You know what is so interesting is I've been on a thread today with a, a few of my, uh, a few of us that write at another, I write at several other blogs other than my own as well. And we had this conversation about uh, the coronavirus and its impact on society. And one of the things that they were saying is, oh, this is all wrong. If we calculate the death rates and all of that, it's not all that bad. And I'm like, let me ask you something. And not only that, they're, they're against, well, uh, all these restrictions, it's really not fair. And, and, and the masking, it, you know, these are, and these are not right wingers I'm talking about. These okay. are moderate guys that write for fairly liberal rag. Right. Okay. Right. And I, you know, I go out there and I say, so, Tell me, are the, are the portable freezers that I'm seeing in El Paso yep. uh, a figment of my imagination? No. Nope. Uh, the thing about <laughs> it is we understand that there's a whole lot the plutocracy does to make more money on health. We understand that. Yep. And, this, and they, it could be that uh, what the conspiracy that these uh, many on the left are pushing is, uh, okay, well, you know, maybe it is that just the plutocracy wants to make a lot of money. So that's the reason why they're making this more than it is. You are there. Why don't you enlighten these people about the difference between what you are seeing at your hospital and what's really was before? The people who are being affected are, are like you were saying, these are people who work in nursing homes. These are people who don't have health insurance. There was a guy who I took care of who tested positive coronavirus. He was a security guard in a hospital. He worked full time in a hospital. He had to work, but he didn't have health insurance. He has to work there six months in order before he can get health care. Like, how does this make sense? And everybody who comes to Providence on Chicago South Side, 99% of our patients are, are African-Americans. So that's the population that we're, that we're working with. These people work for a living. They contribute to society in all kinds of ways. Are the essential workers that are being held up saying, oh, look, these people who work in grocery stores, who work in transport, who, who drive buses, who are postal workers. Those are the people who come into the hospital I work at who are being exposed to this disease. And because of their 
underlying conditions are having worse outcomes. Now, racists would say, oh, well, people who have high blood pressure or maybe they have asthma or diabetes is because of their genetics. And that's just garbage. We know that that's patently false. It has nothing to do with genetics. It's, those are diseases of being in a lower socioeconomic status. If you live next to a highway, you're gonna have more likely to have asthma. If your grocery stores, your neighborhood, all they sell are potato chips and, 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 and hot wings, are you're gonna have more likely to be obese. You're more likely to have diabetes. Um, so it's about access to quality food. It's about access to quality healthcare. Uh, and if you don't have access to quality healthcare, you're not gonna be able to get the kind of healthcare you need. You're not gonna be able to manage your blood pressure, your diabetes. I see so many patients come into the ER. They share insulin with family members because they can't afford it. They take their blood pressure medicine every other day because they don't have enough of it. So this, this is definitely having a horrible effect on people who are already suffering, who are already uh, suffering from the health inequities and the social justice inequities that exist in our society. The lack of empathy is, is pathetic as I see it right now, because what, what people don't realize, and you just stated it there, these are the people that we depend on. When we, when we go to the grocery store masked <laughs> or unmasked, we want right. to see them there. When we yeah. want to get to that bus, we want to see them there. When we want that cup of coffee, we want to see them there. Yep. Now, here, here's an interesting thing. You're at a hospital, a security guard who works at the hospital gets sick. And you say, wait a minute, how comes he's at working at a hospital and can't get care? Well, many right. times the hospital, in order to, 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 to give credence, more credence to the point that you made where you stated that uh, it's not about health care. These hospitals who are providing a service to make a profit off of your illness, they will go hire security guards from companies that don't provide yep. their people uh, healthcare instead of hiring it from the hospital itself where they're required to provide yep. healthcare to their full-time employees. You got what it. Gives? it. It just doesn't, I mean, this individual, he, he didn't work at the hospital I worked at, but he worked at a big chain, mm -hmm. uh, a, a big Catholic chain. And he, worked like you exactly like you said through it was contracted through a company and they had very terrible benefits and that's so many people and that's why this disease is ravaging across this country because our working conditions are awful when people are sick they go to work they go to work because they don't have sick pay i also work in schools as a nurse and so many parents will send their kids to school when the kids are sick they'll be vomiting they'll have fevers and i am so understanding of why they do that because they have no choice because if they don't, if they don't send their kid to school, they don't go to work. And if they don't go to work, they don't get paid. I mean, this is an outrageous that we live in the richest country of the world, and people have these working conditions which make no sense and are actually bad for public health. It makes it worse. But the people who control our society, who run our society, the decision makers, they're not affected by it. They don't. They probably don't even care about the effect that this thing is happening because they're such racist, because they're the ones who are at the top of society who've been benefiting from this, the way that things have been operating for so long. And that's why I think what you said earlier about us all masking is absolutely important. Like, and, and to go beyond that, like we need to do more than that. We can, we can play a role in making our world better, just regular working people, just like you and me. We can, we can work together, organize and, and demand something better. We need to. I think it's so important. You know, it, it's funny because there's a meme that's been going around on, on the internet recently talking about AOC. AOC is evil. AOC is, and I'm, I'm talking about these folks that are, that, you know, they are so bad because they want to do good to humanity. In other words, they're so bad because I want to give you health care. They're so bad because I want to make sure that there's, health, there's, there's uh, care for your kids for you to go to work. They're so bad because they want to make sure that the air that you breathe is, is worth breathing. Right. You know, when, where, when did we become such a society that have allowed a few to tell us that we are not worthy of having right. good things for us all? When I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think this, goes back, this goes back to the foundation of this country, in my opinion. This country, what was it founded on? Stolen land. And people slavery. came from somewhere else. They murdered the people who lived here, either consciously or you know, uh, by accident through spreading diseases, et cetera, stole their land, murdered them, chased them down like animals and killed them. And then they brought other people from another continent in chains and had them work that land. So that is the foundation of this country. And so we have to understand the, the, what's happening today. I think obviously that was a very long time ago, but I think some of those ideals, some of those ways of thinking that these are, that people are just are used, can be used by us, by, by, by a small percentage of people at the top, to profit from and that there's there should be no kind of common good there should be no kind of uh, 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 sense that we depend on each other 
it's very deep in this country, unfortunately. And those ideas are, are put forward continuously by the mainstream media, by politicians who like allowed themselves, like Donald Trump, oh, I'm some kind of self-made person. That's garbage. He was handed millions of dollars by his father and was a terrible business person on top of that. So this idea that he's some self-made individual is just garbage, but it, we're kind of all fed that that line, that if you just work hard enough and struggle hard enough and, may, and just get, get ahead, you will survive and succeed. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you rather than something wrong with a society which doesn't put those values at the core, which is that we should work towards each other. We should help each other. We should all benefit from the wealth that we all create. And that's, to me, a, a big problem that has to change in our country. When I saw that interview that they gave to you on MSNBC, this is the reason that I wanted you on because, you know, I can sit down behind a mic and be on a camera and I go out in the field sometimes to see things. But this coming from somebody who's actually doing the work, who's actually seeing the debts, who's actually seeing all of this, it means that much more to our audience because what happens is there are a lot of talkers out there, a whole lot. Okay. But there are very few people that are uh, that are doing the real work out there to make things better for everybody else. Now, earlier you said that um, your hospital they're downgrading. Or tell me a little bit about that. It's an outrage, and and this is a safety net hospital, and we all know what safety net means. If you're a trapeze artist or work in a circus, if you don't have a safety net, what do you have? You have concrete. Right. That's it. <laughs> it's not. That's you not die. a situation. So this is a safety net hospital. It's funded by taxpayers' money. And the, the politicians, and again, these are Democratic parties. I'm not a Republican. I'm also not a Democrat. I think both parties have a lot of problems. Um, and the Democratic Party, who runs Chicago, is cutting the budget. They unanimously, they unanimously voted to cut the budget of Cook County uh, Health and Hospital System. They're closing two clinics, which provide uh, primary care uh, on the side of, south side of Chicago, and they're reducing the ER to be a standby ER. So our ER typically would have five, six nurses on the day shift. Now they're going to have three. And that what standby means is they can have a doc. They don't have to have a doctor on board. They don't have to have an X-ray technician on board. They don't have to have a phlebotomist, you know, someone who draws blood or or lab people to to do tests on blood. They don't have to have any of those things. And they're doing it on the south side of Chicago in the middle of a pandemic that's disproportionately killing African Americans. It makes it makes it's just an outrage. I want to stop you a second. I, I want to be clear, and I want the audience to be clear about this. There are several county hospitals around Chicago. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I mean, well, Cook County is a system, a healthcare system, and it has Stroger, which is the big flagship. Provident is part of that. It used to have Oak Forest Hospital, and Oak Forest over years was starved, 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 and then it died. And Provident, it's the same thing. And, and the thing that's unfortunate about Provident, it's the first African-American owned and operated hospital in the history of the country. This doctor uh, was who founded it did the first open heart surgery when someone was wounded. He fixed that person's heart. And so there is a legacy to this hospital that is being disrespected, in my opinion, by the cuts that have been happening. And they've been slowly bleeding hospital, Provident for many years. They took away the deliveries. They've, they've reduced the number of surgeries they'll do. They have taken away the ICU. And so they built this wall and they've dammed up any kind of influx of patients into that hospital. And now they're standing back and looking and say, oh, it's not being used. I guess we have to cut it more. It's just so outrageous that they're the ones who created the situation to lower the number of patients. And now that there's less patients, they're using it as an excuse to cut it further. And ironically, they're, they're cutting it when uh, you're understaffed for a <laughs> pandemic. Even if, even if they wanted to make that argument, the right. fact that you have a pandemic right now dictates that you at least wait till the pandemic is yeah. over before you actually have some other, uh, other, other thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and then what they say is our hands are tied. They say we don't have a budget. And it's true. They don't have a budget. But it, get back, it gets back to how healthcare is organized in our society overall. This is the richest country in the world. And we spend more per capita on healthcare than any other country in the world and have some of the worst outcomes, in particular for African-Americans. African-American women are three to four times more likely to die during childbirth than their white counterparts. African-American babies are twice as likely to die uh, during during following delivery. African-American men are 40% more likely to die from colon cancer than their white counterparts. So we pay more and we get less and some of us get even less than less. And so it has been an outrage for many years and that's their excuse they're using. So we need to have more money come into public health systems and we need to change how, public, how healthcare is organized. So it has to be around meeting people's needs, not about what makes money. 
The only healthcare system that makes sense is a single payer Medicare for all when there's where there's no profit motive for you providing care to the to, to the patient. Otherwise, uh, there will always be a for profit reason for doing something. And that uh, that the uh, that the average American citizen has been hoodwinked into believing something else is at best suspect at worst evil. The thing that's interesting is that there was a poll done, uh, exit poll, to my understanding, with this latest presidential election, 72% of Americans, of voters, support a, diff- a, a, a healthcare system where everyone's covered. This is Democrats, this is Republicans, across the board, support it. The, the issue in my hand is you have politicians who have zero backbone or zero will to take on the large health insurance companies, the big hospital chains, and big pharma, the big pharmaceutical companies. They don't want to, take, they don't want to touch them because they feed them. Right. They feed them the money that allows them to run their campaigns, so they don't want to talk about national health care. Very, there's very few politicians who have the, the, the backbone or the guts to do that, unfortunately. Two more questions. The first one is, what can we do to, uh, to help this situation? The audience that we're talking of, uh, yeah. we, we have a, both a progressive and a conservative audience. Okay. I mean, I think that some of the basic health care safety things are things that we need to do. Wear a mask keep safe distances, uh, wash your hands. Those are the things that we all can do. We don't, but the thing that I'm thinking about is a lot of times these nurses, uh, nurses are held up as heroes and, and, you know, maybe becoming a nurse is something that someone has to think to do to be able to fight this disease. You don't have to be a nurse. You don't have to go to school for two years. You don't have to be, be real dealing with blood and vomit and all, all this stuff, all the, the body fluids to, to do your part. We can all do our part, wear a mask, keep safe distances, uh, wash your hands, Those are the things. When you get sick, seek medical help. I think those are some baseline things that we all can do. Secondly, we need to advocate for ourselves as patients. We're all patients. We're all people who need health care. We're all people who require health. There needs to be a higher level of public health knowledge, meaning that we should support having more nurses in schools who are part of educating uh, young people about what public health means, about basic things that we can do to keep ourselves safe. But we also need a better system that centers patients' needs over making money. When you, everyone can advocate for that. Call your representative, go, organize with your, with your neighbors, uh, talk to people in your workplace about fighting for a better kind of healthcare system that our country deserves. Okay, Dennis, what, didn't, what did, didn't I ask you? Want to hear something amazing? Oh, and feel free to tell your friends too. So, Kohl's, they're having a huge sale on summer stuff. And if you live for sunny days like I do, you need to check it out. I got 40% off a new patio set, Food Network grilling essentials for 20% off, and 50% off those yard games my kids won't stop talking about. Best part? I got an extra $10 off and some Kohl's cash. It almost makes being cooped up all winter worth it. Almost. Select styles 10 off 25 offer valid May 27 through 31st. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. That I should have asked you. I mean, you covered a lot of things. I think you covered a lot of things, and I really appreciate it. I think that uh, I really appreciate your, your questions. I really appreciate your time, and I appreciate your interest, your audience interest in this topic. Well, look, Dennis, it's been my pleasure to speak to you. I wish we had more spokespeople as good as you are on this particular issue because that is what it's going to take. America needs, to, and America needs people who understand the issues and who can put it into a form that they can understand. So thank you so kindly for having been. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I think, I think you, make, you make an important point, but there's also nothing special about me. There's nothing special about me. The history of this country is regular people like ourselves who have stood up for something and made it right. Slavery was ended because regular people stood up and ended slavery. Slaves stood up, abolitionists stood up, enslaved people stood up. The the right of women to vote did not happen because it was handed down from high. Regular people stood up and fought for that. Gay marriage was won because people stood up, regular people stood up and fought for those things. We can make this world better. We can make this country better. Just regular people like like us. We just have to we have we have to educate ourselves, learn the issues, and organize. We can make it happen. Dennis Kosov, you don't know it. It's been my pleasure to have you on Politics Done Right. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. I'm here with the one and only conservative. This this dude is this black dude here 
is a conservative that I want to kind of get into his mind. Tyler Bluntman, how are you doing today? Welcome to Politics Done Right. What's up, man? I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you inviting me on, man. It's definitely awesome to be here. Well, I mean, you know, I talk to everybody. I like to hear other points of view. I like to make sure that everybody have their hearing. We're not supposed to think alike. Right. You know, but there are certain things that are absolute. Would you agree? Mm, maybe. Yeah. There, I mean, maybe, well, maybe, uh, maybe. Coming from a conservative. I mean, the sky is answer. the sky is blue. That's absolute. So, well, actually, yeah. the sky is not blue. So that's not. Oh, so I guess it's not absolute. <laughs> Anyway, I'm hey, I'm an engineer, so you got to be careful, brother. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I should have said something different. Yes. All right. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyway, look. Welcome aboard. I I'm going to tell you. I went to your TikTok channel. Okay. After uh, as one of our listeners, a, a good friend of mine, I think she's a conservative as well. She said, "Egberto, you got to check out uh, Tyler." Uh, he, do you know her? Is she a friend of yours or something? She says, I just yeah, yeah, check. she's a mutual Facebook friend of ours. Yeah. Right. And she said, I need to check you out and, and talk to you. I think what she really wanted to do is she hears me a lot. She hears you and she probably want to say, you know, kind of standing in between. I want to see what things yeah. are all about. Um, first of all, where are you from? Florida, man. Florida. And how old are you? No, I'm 30 now, man. I just turned 30. So you yeah, are old, man. I know, dude. I'm well, to, to be fair, I'm, I'm old on TikTok. Right. I am I am averagely aged on Instagram and I'm super young on Facebook. Trust so. me, I know. I'm I, I, I am one of the old ones on Facebook. I just try to kind of hide my age, you know what I mean? No nah, man, no nah, man, you you do you do it well, man. You do it well. Well, look, I appreciate that. And let me tell you, I really you are so entertaining on your channel. I'm gonna tell my progressives to visit you. Because, you know, I, I think uh, when we do that kind of stuff, we, we're kind of nice to others. Now, you're generally not very nice to people. Let me just tell you that. But Why do you politics, think I'm not nice? Well, sometimes you hit them pretty hard. And, and you, you, that, I doesn't feel, that, that doesn't mean I, I'm not no, nice. No, but I feel sorry. I feel sorry for some of the people that you hit because you are so good at what you do that they don't stand a chance. Yeah, they man. don't stand a chance. And I sit down there and I'm like, oh, God, they're going to get it. And they get it, you know. But anyhow, tell me a little bit about your life. What, um, how did you grow up? Uh, we didn't really discuss politics in my home, man. When, when I, I, did, I didn't even get into politics until I was 26, like four years ago. So, yeah, man, I grew up in uh, just about every walk of life that you could think of, man. I grew up in, uh, you know, rat and fo- uh, infested motels in Baltimore. And I grew up in trailer parks. And then uh, I went for a, a time to go live with my grandmother in Florida. That's when I relocated to Florida when I was like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had a really nice neighborhood, like gated community and all kinds of good stuff, man. So I pretty much walked every every walk of life, man, from being super poor to being living in a wealthy neighborhood and, and things like that, man. So I think that I've seen uh, a lot of things like over my over my 30 years of life. Yeah, well, you know, actually, if you live, you've seen more than a lot of people have seen if you live from trailer home to rat infested motels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah you, you, you've seen it, brother. You've actually seen it. Now, um, how, what kind of schools did you go to? Uh, so I went when I was like uh, really small. I was when I went to go live with my grandmother. I lived in, or I went to a private school uh, for a little bit, and then uh, I went to like a magnet school so that I, I went to like a magnet school I always did like really well in school so it wasn't really that difficult to to place me there uh then when I got into more adolescence and then I became you know I I, be, I was an angry teenager man like I was an angry kid there were a lot of things going on in my life why were Not you to angry go- it's it's just you know home stuff like things going on with my mom and and stuff like that man so you know it was very confusing time for me it Mm -hmm. it was very confusing and I didn't really have anybody to like lean on and and things like that so you know I I got real involved with like hip-hop and listening to hip-hop and and things by the way you're good at it I heard some of your rap you're good thanks man thanks man I I appreciate that yeah but uh, so I got real involved with that and I, I was just angry man I was just an angry kid and, uh, you know, so I started getting expelled from school. I think I've been expelled, I think, three times. So I went to uh, alternative schools, you know, um, and, and that was different from, you know, going from a magnet school, right, mm-hmm. to going oh, to yeah, an definitely. alternative school. Oh, you know, yes. it's, it's very different, man. And I had to kind of learn and adapt and, and understand, man, I'm, I'm, I'm half uh, Irish and half Jamaican, man. So and I, I grew up with my uh, Irish side, my, my white family, right? Mm-hmm. Never met 
that typical black statistic. You know what I mean? Never, never, never met him. So I grew up there. So at home, I'm, I'm surrounded by, you know, white folk. And then I go to school and, you know, uh, alternative schools, which are predominantly black and, and whatever. And, you know, I had to learn to not be a sheep and be a wolf because people see just, just things like that, man. It, it was a different climate, right? It wasn't 2020. You know what I mean? It, it was a few years ago. So people would try and pick things about you like, oh, well, you're, your mom is white. You live with a white family. You would live with whatever. And my mom was gay too. My mom is straight gay, like very gay. You know what I mean? Which isn't an issue, right? It's just like- Actually, it up, is an issue based on like, what I listen to you talk about LGBT. Well, no, it's not an issue for me. I, I don't I don't believe it to be. I just, I don't, you know, promote that lifestyle. Right. It's just, it's just not my thing. But it wasn't like discriminate. I don't discriminate against people like that, mm-hmm. right? But like growing up, it was almost like you looked upon as, as some like bad thing. So people would try and get on me for so that. So was it your mother so that was white or your dad that myself, was white? Bro. Was your mother white or your dad white? My mother is white. Okay, good. And your mother was also gay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So, so basically, you know, saying that, you know, you got all these other folk around you, you know, a uh, bunch of hood motherfuckers, typically when you're, when you're, excuse me. Oh, oh my God. Can, can I curse or can I not curse? I'll, I'll bleep that one out. Don't worry about I'll bleep it. That? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A bunch of hood people around, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, everybody wants to be a wolf when you're in like alternative side uh, of schooling and, you know, going in, in those types of areas and uh, I just wasn't going to be a sheep man so you know what I mean if people were going to try and get on me I don't care what you look like how big you were like I got into I had to make sure that I stuck up for myself man yeah now uh so and so that happened I guess in high school middle school high middle school, school and high school yeah yeah what about college what was your college life like uh, I dropped out of college, I think three semesters in, um, I went yeah, to college what was it like you were there. What? No, it's, not... it's no issue. I mean, I didn't live on campus. I went to school. I did my, uh, you know, I did my work and then I went home. You know what I mean? It was, it was really, there was nothing really much to it. Okay. Now, when did you, you said you got into politics about four years ago. Why did you do that? Yeah, man. So it was it was in the uh, Donald Trump 2016 election with him and Hillary and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a big thing. It was, it was a big thing. I didn't really know much about Donald Trump other than, yo, that's the dude from The Apprentice. Right. So I didn't really know much about him. I wasn't involved in that and that type of stuff. Um, and my uncle, like very into politics, like very like, I mean, it's always like a political debate when my uncle is around. Right. And he's like, uh, he's like, dude, you're 26 now. Don't you think that you should have an opinion on the country that you live in and, you know, how these people see fit to govern your lives? And I was like, well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? I probably should get into it. So then I got into it and I started researching, you know, Democrats and Republicans. And I was like, well, definitely not a Democrat. And I was looking over here. I was like, nah, I'm not a Republican either. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, so on the I was more on the libertarian side. I was like, okay, so I think I fall in line more with this. Um, but I'm just more socially conservative in most aspects. So okay. now, now I don't even consider myself any of those. I really just go by a constitutionalist, man. So like I'm a constitutional conservative, which basically means that I hold the constitution to a, a, a fairly high regard. Um, and I believe a constitutionally limited government. Well, you know, I mean, you have a, I think you're saying you have a basis, so you don't suffer you from, I did a lot of going through of your material. Were you about to say suffer from Trump derangement syndrome? Was that what you were going to say? I don't think you suffer from the Trump derangements. No, I definitely don't. No, I don't think you do. Um, you, you see, the issue is this. You, you are, there are two things that I noticed with in, in, in researching your, my research on you involved researching your TikTok channel. Okay. <laughs> and because I find that when you get somebody just spouting off a lot of things, you learn a whole lot of, from them. Yeah. And what I find is I found that you were extremely intelligent. Uh, there are not too many people who can keep up with the speed of your thoughts when you're when you're in a debate. It's very hard for most people to keep up with the speed of your debates. And thirdly, um, you're uh, uh, and, and take this take this from the point of view that I wanted to come across. And that is you're a hell of an entertainer. And a lot of what you do has entertainment value, because I noticed sure. that what I was doing was being entertained by what you were saying. Okay. Yeah, it's important. That's that's important when you're trying to engage with people. Right. Unfortunately, though, brother Tyler, is that uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, even though you know, you use the in all of your interpretations, you use a lot of stats and whatever, and I see you decimate people with stats, right? And I sit down and I'm like, oh my god, he's going to get you there because you have to go one step before. Um, you just said that you are a constitutionalist, right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me why. I, I just believe that it is the 
I believe in the founding fathers intent, right? So the founding fathers really just understood, I mean, coming from, you know, the revolutionary war and, and all of that, we really just then understood that, look, government is corrupt, not even just government, people are inherently corrupt, the more power that they get, right? It's just, it's, it's really just human nature and, and government definitely um, becomes more and more corrupt, the more that power that they have, the more that they are able to outgun their citizens. And I believe that. And, um, I, I just I just fell in line with that whole thing. I believe that the constant like constitutionalist, it just means really that the government should be limited in power and most power should be held with uh, citizens. Right. So like you and me uh, and also at the state level instead of at the federal level. Right. Each state we're republic of states. Right. So like each state kind of has their their own rights to say what we want to uh, do over here compared to what the federal government may want to do themselves. So I just I just believe that. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm super happy that you say that that is what you believe. My next question to you would be, um, first of all, I don't, I, by the way, we have, we have some commonalities. I have a whole lot of Jamaican roots as well. I'm Latino and Jamaican mm -hmm. at the same Well, I don't know my Jamaican roots, man. So that, that's, You don't know yeah. any of your Jamaican roots? No, I never met that side of my family. No, man, well, I, I, may, you know, you're still young. May I suggest yeah. that you do so? Because there's yeah. a whole lot of history there that you that would probably come come to pass. I know nothing about you know that side for you, but you'll you'll learn a whole lot and you'll you'll probably pick up some of the values that I actually have as well, both Latino, Caribbean, and otherwise, and and why we can have a sensible conversation. Um, I don't believe I, I I believe that the founding fathers did. The only thing I think the founding fathers did well was to establish a a document that had uh that had elasticity in it which means that could be changed that that is my opinion which differs a bit from you i find nothing redeeming about the document in most areas i find nothing redeeming in a document well the document the document is just centered around limiting the power of that's the what they like to say. They, that, they, they do say that's that. not what they like to say like that's what it is do you not believe that it is i know I, I don't believe that it is at all because i think once once you once you are able to say that um uh that you know, we, we get into the situation, three fifths of a person, we get into the person that the situation where it dictate the rights of the states and otherwise, no, it's mm. a dictatorial document as well, which it should be. I'm not denying that it shouldn't be. It should be. What I do not like about a lot of folks that uh, talk about constitutionality about these documents is that I'm sorry, as enlightened as those people were in 1776, they don't have a clue of the issues that govern 2020 2021 phrase. so what i what i'm asking you yes is how are people different when i say people different i don't mean racially different mm -hmm. i mean how are people different in in their um in their ways for uh, uh uh human nature when it comes to things like ambition when it comes to things like corruption right how are we different we are different because in the past i'm i'm glad you said ambition ambition is a perfect example the ambition of certain people, the ambition of women uh, were kept in check based on how people lived in 1776. In 2020, that's different. So ambition is not a good example. You may Now, I see the point that you want to make. The point that you want to make is that human values in general don't change over time. And that no, I will that's not agree the point with. I'm making. That's not the well, point I'm making. Well, that's the only point I think you could make. How is government, how is government different today than it was before? The only thing that's different is that they have more power, which wrong, really wrong. Let me Tell let me, me explain to you. Because, oh, please. Yeah, please. It's important. One of the ways that we control issues in this country is we first have to abstract government and the people. When even the founding fathers in their literature in their work and let's even talk about uh federalist 10 but we don't have to necessarily go there uh, our government had a tendency to want us to believe that we were we the people and yeah. we the right yep. and we the people is government now if you know we the people is not government let me finish let me finish let me finish we the people of the united states is the government we want to form. In other words, we want a government of and by the people. It's actually in the document, right? A government of and by the people, correct? Sure. Good. However, if you start to abstract the people from government, we get a lot of what has uh, instructed you 
and and I understand why. I mean, that is a that is a theory. The theory is that if we can abstract government from people, then they can look at that as some externality, which it isn't. The truth of the matter is, a lot of a lot of complaints that you as a conservative have is right, is correct. You know, we can talk about certain types of bureaucracies. We can talk about a lot of those issues. But that was at the will of the people. If we want to change that, we the people can. It's not some bureaucracy that cannot be changed. But, but the thing that, that a lot of conservatives, in my humble opinion, do is they take power away from people. And, and, and by taking that power, they're saying that thing called the government you don't have control over. And that's where, uh, that is, I think, the, the fundamental difference between somebody like myself and you. I have more faith in we the people being able to be the government and not think of the government as some external force. I feel like that just completely skated around what I was saying, but no, no worries. Do you understand no, no, with that? Do you understand that? I, under, I, I, I understand your thought process. Yes. Yeah, I definitely understand your thought Do process. You, oh, but, let me stop you there, though. Do you believe my thought process can be? It's not right now, but do you believe my thought process can be in your way of, you're smart, in your way of thinking? Do I believe that what, that the people can be if the you government? believe that the government, first of all, if you believe government should be by and of the people, you believe that, right? Well, the government is here by and of the people. I mean, we elect them, so yeah. Good, but, but uh, if, if you believe that. My question is, you don't think it is because right now you still talk about the government having power. There's a part. No, 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 no. That's not that's not what I'm saying. So, okay. so what, what I'm saying is, is that, yes, our government is what I'm saying is, is that the government is supposed to be mm -hmm. by and for the people. What right. I'm telling what I'm telling you is that historically, right, the government, as it gains more and more power and as it uh, cripples its citizens or well, as it gains more and more power, it limits the liberties of citizens. So I hold on. So because that it limits the liberty of citizens that is what i do not support and i support a constitutionally limited government which we do not have now they have completely eroded the constitution by inflicting more and more tyranny upon citizens i i don't know what that means i honestly don't know what that means <laughs> I, I mean, it just means it just it just it just means that I don't know how to explain it. It just no, means know, that the government government has power. Government has power, and they're taking power from us. That's what. I'm Stop saying. a second. Okay, here's this. Uh, we the people have power taking it away from we the people. We as so government officials that we elect right, right are taking our liberties from us yes stop then you're okay good thank you we're getting somewhere yeah so you you just said the people we elect are taking power away from us do we have the Correct. ability to unelect them sure but uh, okay, i mean stop. We, no no wait 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 let me tell you why i want to get there I, I'm, I'm, are you look, gonna let I, me speak yes i will i promise i promise because you you speak a lot i promise i just I just want to enter, engage you in a particular thought process here, and then I'm going to take your thought process. I'll, I'll then give you that the full, the full mm. thing to say back. Mm. So you just said that people we elect continue to take more power. I then say, can we unelect them? You said yes. But I didn't allow you to say the but yet because I wanted to go one step further. You, you gave the impression that while you don't want government uh, to do certain things, you yeah. think it is okay for the private sector business to do something? Like what specifically? Um, I don't remember what was on the TikTok. I, I should have, you know. Gen generally speaking, I would say, yeah, but it's, it's kind of like case by case. Yeah, because my, my tenets so basically, to this... Basically, basically, this would clear it up for you. So yeah. I believe, so when it comes mm -hmm. to the government, mm -hmm. right? Um, I believe that the government is really only responsible for protecting life, liberty, and property. That's, that's really it. That's so what other you things, want. That's... Well, that's what I believe that government is supposed to be for. Yes. Right. Um, that's okay. what the our founding fathers believe that it that's should just be true. protecting life, no, 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 property. No, no, no. And yes, it is. The preamble itself get, uh, puts that away because once it talks about wanting the welfare of the people, that was not defined. It was defined. It's no, just it was not. It's, so you're talking about the general welfare clause? Yes. The general welfare clause is fine, but that doesn't give the government power to do anything it wants in terms of welfare. It has to be regarded to the enumerated powers of the Constitution. And sure, right? and, and let's give an example because uh, you know. So, like universal health care and things like that is not under the enumerated powers of the Constitution. Says who? The Constitution. Okay, what is uh, what part of the military is? 
the military the military is is embedded in the constitution and yeah but says, what i'm saying the general welfare i mean uh, who said that we had and, to, and to be clear to be clear when it says military though uh, i mean where it does i don't think actually might not say military yeah, but it really just it really it really just says like armed forces right and at the, the time of yeah and at the time just to be clear like a lot of of the founding fathers didn't really believe in a standing military they really believed in like separate militias and, things and like well uh, you know that i don't know because i can't read their minds and they're all dead but the thing about it right. is but the but the thing about it is, um, I, I think what happens with constitutionalists and this. I'm Robert Conti, chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelt save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength five hour energy. It contains vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient, portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength, five-hour energy. Get it today at your local HEB store. Where I think you have to agree with me is that we have different interpretations of these things. In other words, when I use the general welfare clause, I want to use it. And when you well, want, you want to use it, you want to use it for whatever you want to use it for. You bet your life, I do. Exactly, and that's like, not what it was made for. But no, no, but you don't know that. I do know that because that's no, you what the don't. founding. Okay, so that's what the founding fathers would go in and they would say. Like you had people like James Madison, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, and a lot. Yeah, that was James, cool. Yeah, James Madison is my favorite. He created yeah. the Second Amendment. Second yeah. Amendment is my wheelhouse, man. That's my thing. The right to bear arms. I right. want. I want citizens having the right to own nuclear weapons, man. So anyway, I saw you say that in one of your TikToks. <laughs> I want. I wanted to listen when I want. I all I said when I saw that TikTok is, "Damn, this guy's an entertainer." <laughs> Dude, I'm. T- it's 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 fact. So here's here's the thing. When I say things like that, and I'm kind of negating for what I was just about to go into, but it's okay. This uh-huh. this is this is kind of more entertaining anyway. Is that um? So when I say things like that, you got to understand, especially on TikTok. See what you're doing is more podcast style, and it's it's. I think it's a different type of audience. Like right. when you're on TikTok, like you have 60 seconds to you get got, your point across, and, right? and, and you are entertaining, brother. Yeah. You so are you entertaining. Ha- you have to you have to be yeah. somewhat entertaining. Now I may say things that are like it's for like shock value, but mm-hmm. that does not mean that what i'm saying is disingenuous or even untrue or that i don't believe it but i may phrase it in a way that'll capture your attention like nuclear weapons now to be clear i don't want citizens owning nuclear weapons i don't want the government owning nuclear weapons but i believe that we have the right to own those things okay now here's the thing and 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 if there's one thing i would hope this super conservative talking to this social socialist democrat i'm not super conservative but i see what you're saying yeah I want I want you to leave this conversation knowing that we are going to continue talking. And not only that, but I want you to start thinking more about uh, the government, me and more of we the people. And I, I think I think for us to move forward in this country. But I feel I feel like that that doesn't really mean anything. I feel like when it does saying, mean a lot, brother. Anything. It means a lot. It means a lot. It means what does it mean? Can you break that down for me? Yes. It means that we have to take, you know, one of the, the tenets of I, I don't know if you've ever been to my website. It's called LigbertoWillies.com. And one of the tenets of the website that I have is political involvement should be a requirement for citizenship. I'm originally from Central America, Panama. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things that I that I dislike the most here is I would have given you hell about four years ago that you were not politically involved when our politics has a, a distinct effect on you. Yeah. And I'm not even only talking about you as a black man. You you have not yet. I've seen a lot of your black issues, uh, TikTok, and that's going to take another show because I don't think we have enough time to do it here because I'm going to say, brother, you got a problem, but we'll talk about no, that. No, man. I want you. You have enough knowledge. You have enough people that follow you um, that I think we have to get to the position where you tell folks that government is we the people and not this abstraction or not this other thing so that I'm not telling them not to engage as uh, not to engage as conservatives, engage as conservatives if you want, but engage and not look at it as the enemy because why the, one of the reasons Trump is so bad at what he does, even if some of the things that you think he does is good is because he has allowed that to continue. Not to say I'll make government work, but somehow government is that thing that doesn't work. And if we get there, we're screwed as a country. And I don't know if people can fathom that. We have to get to the place where I want to be. See, I don't believe in that. Wait, 
you and I can you and I can have a civil discussion here. We having fun. We can talk. Sure. Right. And uh, some of the stuff that I told you, you, you may not want to admit this, but I'm going to plant a damn seed in your head. Right. And but the thing about it is we have to be able to get there. You plant seeds in my head. We got to get there. But we're not going to get there if people like you only preach that that stuff is on the outside. So one of the reasons I wanted to get you on your show is to say, hey, I want, to, I want people to see a conservative that know what the hell he's doing. But I want you to make a difference. Sure, man. I mean, that's, that's – I believe that I am trying to make a difference, right? So my, my whole thing, my, my whole uh, uh, meaning for even joining TikTok and, and so on and so forth is to influence particularly a younger generation because uh, I think that they are not only just the most uh, politically – um, well, just the most political generation that we've had from from a younger group of people, but uh, I'm more likely to be able to influence and change their mind. It's it's difficult the older that you become to be able to have your mind change, particularly if you've thought a certain way for so long, right? Right. So my my whole thing is that look, yes, the government is supposed to be is supposed to be um, for the people, but my, my whole thing, it really just comes down to, to really just human nature is just the more power that people get, the more prone they are to being corrupt. And if you look at things historically, specifically in the United States, if you look at things historically, our rights and liberties have been taken from us. The more that government, uh, the more power that government has, right? That's not even a correlation and causation. That's, that's just, that, that is what it is, right? So the more power that government has, the, the more and more liberties that they are going to be able to take away from you right so i don't like so it, it doesn't matter how big or small like an unconstitutional thing is for me i'm like no i'm i'm pretty uh i'm i'm, I'm pretty consistent when it comes to things like that now it, let me tell you in life cons- uh, there there are places where you should always be consistent i think there are places where consistency is overrated and yeah, uh, yeah i do think con- i mean where i i take humanity over consistency i take i take doing well over consistency in fact i believe that if i have to do well today and change the constitution tomorrow to bring it into yeah. compliance with humanity that's where i stand and that's what i try to tell a lot of folks right uh i i, I like to tell them that you know, I, I don't care what the Constitution says, really, if I am doing something that's going to move humanity forward, because if the Constitution is if the Constitution, but what does that mean? That's totally subjective. What is? Yes, it is. is su- yes, you're cons- right. Let me, it, it, it is subject. Let me give an example. It is subjective. Right. right? We have the worst healthcare system on the planet. That's a fact. Unfortunately, we don't learn. We, we have uh, we have people in the in, in these think tanks that have very good psychologists and otherwise to continuously have us vote against our own interests when it comes to healthcare. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. And if you take a look at, you know, all the metrics that talks about the health of a nation, you know, we are the richest nation and we are one of the poorest health in the, in the OAC. Now that said, um, I know that there, one of the reasons I have a problem with Barrett being elected is whereas Thomas and not Thomas, but um, Roberts and others are willing to deform the constitution. You know, your, your, your precious constitution in such a manner that well, your does... precious constitution, it protects your rights too, man. Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't see how it much it does that to a certain extent, but that's another subject. We're going to talk about that the next time I have you on to talk about black people, but anyhow, um, <laughs> yeah, we won't talk. We're going to have that talk, brother. Um, <laughs> okay. We won't have that talk, but anyhow. Um, so I, 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 I err on the side of doing fixing a problem now and if we have to modify the constitution later so be it i don't look i don't put a lot of faith in that document can i ask you a question yes sir just to kind of just kind of gauge where your where your your uh your mentality is here for this Mm -hmm. so if you said that um if we knew somehow we just knew definitively right factually we would know that if you took away Every person besides the government, mm-hmm. if you took away every person, every non-government citizen here, if you took away every non-government citizen's weapons, mm-hmm. right, took away all of their weapons, that we would, quote unquote, be a much safer country, that there would be less deaths, less murder. Would you support that bill going forward? 
Um, I would have to get the numbers and here's, you know, I would have in, to, in this hypothetical, in this hypothetical, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to good. dodge you. I'm not trying okay. to dodge you. Okay. Because here's the deal. There are people who really like guns for sports. You know, they're going out there and they're shooting their stuff. I don't, yeah. I really don't want to stop that person from having their gun at all. I don't. So if I, if an amendment came out that says we ban everybody from having a gun, I would probably not go along with that either because just like, I don't want a lot of my rights taken away. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to look at something that you like to do as long as we can do it safely. In other words, I don't want your rights infringing on mine. Okay. So now, you wouldn't support that then? I don't think I could support it. And that's good, man. And that's good. But no, I'm no, glad I don't, to hear I, that. I don't want you to, I don't want you to be too happy. Okay. Well, I'm happy, man. You but pretty no, much no, said no, it but here, so Here's the deal. The, the thing about it is that's a caricature. The caricature is that, that we progressives want to take your weapons and we no, want no, no, to no, 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 that, you know, that's that, that wasn't the point. That wasn't the point that okay. I was making. The point, the point that I was trying to make is it, it doesn't even have to be guns, right? I just use right. that as an example. The, the point that I'm trying to make is that if, if some bill or some law, um, was coming across, or some bill came across and that if we voted it into law, that it would restrict people's liberties in some way, right? Whether it be guns, whether it be something else, right? If it restricted people's liberties in some way, but it would quote unquote, make us a safer nation, would you support it? That's what I'm okay, asking. Okay. Now here's, here's the thing. There, there, there's a trade-off, right? If I'm uh, driving a car, if I have a speed limit set to 70 miles an hour yep. versus uh, 30 miles an hour right now, we will save a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. We still support 70 miles an hour. So I think you can see that most people. But that's different. But that's different. You, you don't have a right to drive your car. I'm talking I, no, about. No, no, no. But I'm not. Ta- but I'm not. You see, you keep you you keep talking about rights with the Constitution. Yes. You're talking to somebody who really doesn't care about the Constitution. I'm not. Ta- it doesn't matter if it's the Constitution. I'm talking about rights. I understand. But the only thing that can acknowledge our rights is the Constitution. No, man. No. Wait, wait. Let me, let me explain what I mean by that. OK, let me explain what I mean by that. I think I have inalienable rights. I do believe that right you do we all do i know that. but but what i'm saying is when we go into our legal framework we have to define what what you know what those inalienable rights are it's that simple right i mean when we go to a court of law what we look at is the code of law yeah so i mean that's the only reason i said that so i mean uh but as it comes to i'm saying i think the logical thing is most people are pragmatic you know most people know that the easiest way i disagree I no, I again. I think we. I think we have. I think to, that you put way too much faith in humanity, and I don't. No, put as no, much no, faith. no, 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 no. Let me tell you what I put. You know, you want me to tell you what has happened to a lot of humanity after we've socialized. Mm. We have socialized. We've taken civics. We have done a whole lot of things over time. And this, I can, and I don't want to be condescending with you, but you're young sure. at thirty years old, and you never got civics in school because those powers that be. Mm. realize that teaching you physics would have made you more governmentally aware would have made you more a citizen that that knew about all these things so we took civics away and we took a lot of things away because we wanted to take away the power of we the people and it wasn't the the government sector that did that it was the private sector that did that through the Powell manifesto and other 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 things and there's a reason to do that i always try to tell people the following my friend The difference between government and corporations is that, theoretically speaking, government, if you don't like them, you can vote their butts out. But corporations are not democracies. Corporations can do whatever they want to do, including the purchase of the government, which is a lot but, of, but, but what right you're, now. but what you're saying is a, is a gross oversimplification. Yes, so, it is. You're right. So, you're right. so you, you may, the way that, the way that you put it forward, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not saying that this is what you believe, but mm-hmm. this is what it comes across as mm-hmm. is that when you say, well, we can just, uh, we can just vote them out. It's, it's really not that simple. No, right? I, it's, I, it's I agree. not that simple to just vote them out. Right? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's well, not it only does it take work. work to get them out, but these uh, these corrupt politicians and and so on and so forth that have uh, you know their influences and they have their uh, their connections and all of these things. It's not that. But simple. guess what? You know what's interesting, brother? Here's the interesting thing: we still have one person, one vote, one person, one vote. So what I'm saying is, if if we allow ourselves to be maligned by the plutocracy, where they convince us who to vote for. Yes, it's I, they manipulate us 100. Right. Yes. 100%. And that's what I'm mainly saying. due to mainstream but, but, media. But, but yes, here, let, let, let me let me get let me give you some trouble now. You manipulate too. 
Because you, uh, how do I manipulate? Well, first of all, even if I manipulate, no, no, wait, let me. I, I, let, know, let, let, no I'm power. giving you some kudos, <laughs> like, dude. I, I'm giving okay. you some kudos. All right. Okay. You manipulate too. How you do I to, manipulate? You go to your channel, and I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. If I weren't where I was, I'd say in, I educate, not manipulate. No, you manipulate. Yeah. <laughs> if I weren't, if I weren't where I was politically, etc., I would leave your channel a conservative. And not only would I leave your channel a conservative, I would also leave your channel thinking that, and, and we'll talk to this another time because we got to close this out. Yeah. But I would also leave your channel as someone who really thinks uh, there's an issue with black people. But look, let me tell you something, Tyler Blunt, man. I, I found you through a friend and I thought uh, I went to your channel and kind of really respect I'm glad you. she hooked us up, man. It, it was definitely yeah. awesome to be on the show, man. And so uh, we, we should do this again sometime. And, and look, uh, keep up the good work, but keep an open mind, okay? Absolutely. Thank you for, for, for uh, letting me be here. And thank you for everyone who uh, gave me the opportunity just to listen to what I had to say. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, folks, please remember to go to kpft.org, kpft.org to provide support for this station or call 713-526-5738. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.